Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's football legend Jamie Redknapp for Skechers ArchFit Footwear. Okay. I know what you're thinking. Archfit footwear. Ah, I don't need arch support. Well, I thought the same. And these are still my favorite trainers. You see, Skechers Archfit are great for virtually everybody. Archfit was designed by experts giving you podiatrist certified arch support and all day comfort. Plus, I don't wear them just for arch support. I love how they look too. Feel what you've been missing with Skechers Archfit. Find Skechers Archfit footwear for men and women everywhere. Um, good evening and welcome to the Long Run Show. Um, it's not your usual lineup today, as you could see, but we are back for a lady special with um, the lovely Gemma, Mel and Claire, who is also known as uh, Wild Ginger Running. So we will say hello to everyone in just a second, but um, I'm going to do all the housekeeping stuff first, ladies, just so it's out of the way. So firstly... Thank you to our sponsors at Sketches um, for sponsoring the show, which is amazing. Um, National Running Show, the 21st and 22nd of Jan, we're going to be there. It is 40 runs at fifth birthday, which is really exciting. So basically, we're going to be having a party at the stand. So if you want to come along and have some fun, we will see you there. Um, the Long Run Show is also on stage on Saturday afternoon, and there is the Shakeout Run um, at the end of the day so we're going to do a 5k just get together and have a really lovely run so if you are there and about please do have a look on Strava there's a group there um, let us know you're coming and we will see you there um, and so tonight we're going to be talking about all things all things running all things to do with ladies and running actually because we just we never get enough airtime. we never get enough kind of say about actually stuff that's really important to us we're going to be talking about getting into running and um, running after pregnancy safety i'm sure we'll, we'll come up again and, and all kinds of stuff so please do put your comments um in the side or on youtube and facebook if you are using facebook please do um click on that restream link um so that we can see your name and if not please do just put your name at the end so we know who we're talking to um a couple of quick shout outs before we get into kind of chatting but um tomorrow is uh, alan who is obviously one of the co-hosts on this uh, show usually his and uh, Tracy Carter's 100th park run at, um, at Ipswich. So if you were around there, which is amazing, 100 each is uh, is incredible. So congratulations to them both. And if you are thinking about what to do tomorrow, because so many park runs are cancelled and it is pretty snowy and icy, that one is going ahead and there'll be a load of 40 runners there. So you do get involved. And then also... Um, Natasha Hallam, who we've spoken about on the show before, who is travelling, I think, around Asia at the moment. Um, yeah, she is. And I think she's a Surrey. She is a Surrey satellite. Yeah. Um, she's doing a 10K in Chiang Mai this Sunday. So <clears throat> I want to give her a huge shout out because she's flying the flag for us um, over in Asia, which is, yeah, amazing and super exciting. So good luck for that. And I hope it goes well. And we will get her on, actually, um, when she's back, I think. In, I think she gets back early next year Feb time so we're going to try and get her on actually to talk about how it's been traveling and running in, in abroad and in foreign countries where yeah you don't know the language and how that's worked for her 
Um, I think that's it in terms of like everything that I'm meant to have said. If I've forgotten something, I'm sure it will, I'm sure it will come back. Um, and if you do want to get in contact with us, 40runs.com forward slash long run is the way to do it um, at any point, kind of day, tomorrow, whenever. If you've got questions or you want to get in touch with me, long run, that's the way. So, oh my God, that's four minutes of me just blurring <laughs> now before I've forgotten to do something. <laughs> Um, so, hello, uh, Mel, let's start with you. How have you been oh. since we were last on? Oh, well, I, was tr- I was trying to work out when it was we were last on and what we've done since then. And I realised it was the night before we all went off to do the Seven Bridge Run yeah. with the Extreme Park Run. And it's not going to be long before we're doing another one of those um, at Great Yarmouth in January. But so since then, I've done Great North Run, done some volunteering at Kew, volunteering at London Marathon, for the kids mile as well which was amazing to see all those kids starting out on their running journey and some of their parents running alongside them that was really fantastic to see and then obviously all the 40s at the the London Marathon cheering them on after we collected all their baggage from them over at the start um did Great South for the first time um but I've been I've been I was kind of injured around that time I ended up doing Great North and Great South both kind of injured so learned how to taper knee up has been my new skill (laughs) (laughs) since we last met and just took it really easy made it a bit of fun and decided what I was going to do is just take a photograph and selfie at every mile marker which was really fun because I was doing a bit of um great north great south do them both and from one end of the country to the other and do a bit of fundraising for Macmillan because that was a personal charity for me um, yeah my mum so that's what I've been up to oh amazing did you have a favorite out of the great north or the great south am I going to get in trouble for asking that I think I've got a real attachment to the Great North uh, because it's just the atmosphere is just amazing. And we've got our little crew, you know, now Sue Flynn, myself, uh, Hubby Carl and uh, Karen Lumley, Stella, known to most. Um, We always just share the same place now and stay together and it's just become like our little special holiday (laughs) kind of thing. So that was amazing. And there were so many 40s there. running so it's so good to see everybody we went and did um lee's park run the day before which was great um yeah yeah so i think that the great north has got a special place but it was really lovely to go and do the great south because that one's actually nearer to me um, and do something different challenge yourself in a different way yeah and i'm doing the great north for the first time next year amazing yeah you'll Um, love it you'll love it you'll love it but mile 12 And then you see the sea. It's, it's fantastic. Well, we're going to talk about hills at some point because I think Claire does a lot of them. But um, <laughs> I do. Yeah, how are you? Yeah, good, actually. I've got a bit of a, um, a throat thing going on. I think I've just done too much talking this week. Like Mel, working in a school and it's been Nativity Central and, yeah, very tired. Um, but no, I've not really done a huge amount. Um no events at all since we last spoke. Yeah. I've kind of been um, focusing on park run. Yeah. And a lot of park runs, trying to collect those alphabet um, letters. So I've got an I to do, which hopefully, hopefully I'll get to Ipswich tomorrow. Y and then and then the elusive Z, which we don't have obviously in the UK. So <laughs> that will involve a trip, a trip abroad some, at some point. But yeah, but just kind of keeping keeping running consistent, really. Um, yeah. Still doing the forty sessions on a Wednesday, trying to do some like longish runs between six and ten miles, but nothing too too momentous. I'm still trying to work out what I want to do next year. Um, I've kind of missed the structure 
but at the same time enjoyed having the freedom of not being kind of stuck in a plan or stuck in doing something so we shall see yeah but I mean you have been doing a load of park runs all over the place yeah it's been fun it's been really good fun as they say just exploring different places exploring different breakfasts um just yeah going with your friends (laughs) yeah really good fun good and um Claire welcome to the show um we're so uh, excited to have you so I guess do you just want to tell us a bit about about you and your kind of running journey and how it started and yeah great well um I'm I'm kind of I'm a bit of a rubbish runner actually I'm, I'm more I came from a hiking background um so that's where the sort of the mountains and the outdoor kind of thing came from um and so I originally worked on a magazine called Trail which is, it's still around um I still write routes for them sometimes um and it's all about hiking in the mountains um and then I um uh well just before that I had started doing a bit of running because at university I drank too much beer and cocktails and everything was very cheap so I just started to notice a bit of a beer belly coming on and I thought oh I hate running but I'm gonna try and do it because it's the quickest way to sort of burn a few calories and I actually had a phobia of running after school we were um running was always really competitive it was always uh, in either in the middle of winter or in the middle of summer um I being ginger and really pale skin I would go bright red and boys would like point and laugh at me because I've gone bright red but I would have this like white patch just here which which just looked like a Hitler mustache it was awful I just looked a state when I ran and it just really put me off running so I was actually phobic of running um all through school and at university I thought the best way to get over this phobia is you know like how if you're scared of spiders you gradually expose yourself to like a picture of a spider and then Mm. a small spider and then a huge tarantula and you know within a few days you're letting them all crawl along all over your body like I'm a celebrity get me out of here and so I thought well I'll do that with running I'll just I'll go out and I'll I'll do a walk in my running stuff and then I'll do a bit of a jog and I kind of couched a 5k'd myself before it existed I think um I just went out and just tried to run and try not to just did it no matter how nervous I was so I started running I was working on a walking magazine as a runner and then the opportunity came up to start trail running magazine and everyone was like she does a bit of running let's make her edit the magazine so I had to edit the magazine it was like a project to sort of bring me on in my Mm. career um helped by the wonderful Matt Swain who now teaches journalism at Cardiff he honestly taught me everything that I know he was the editor of Trail magazine so we set that magazine up and then I started being invited to all these amazing races in far-flung places like I've been to Mauritius been to to Israel um I've run I've run a bit of the Otter Trail in South Africa Africa with Ricky Lightfoot I got to go to loads of different Chamonix to do to watch the UTMB and I just got to go to so many places doing all this amazing run running that I sort of sort of eventually found myself a a runner (laughs) Um, yeah and then I I stopped working on trail running magazine in 2017 and decided to set up my own YouTube channel which is Wild Ginger Running um and I think it was about the same time as as Chris um Chris Fordy or Fordy (laughs) because I remember us all meeting at the National Running Show and we all had you know like about 2,000 followers and there was a a Forrester Dean runner there he was there as well Mm -hmm. and everybody's just got bigger and bigger it's fantastic and yeah it's just amazing to see the community you've created because I know for me running 
was it wasn't a passion it was a real phobia and now it really is and I just think it's so important what you guys are doing which is making running really enjoyable and sociable and friendly and supportive yeah it's um that's I've got so many questions that's amazing by the way (laughs) you're absolutely right that we are all about the community so it's it's less about what pace you run how far you can run yeah um, how often you run like I'll be honest, we don't care. We don't care if you actually don't want to run. That's okay. <laughs> just as important because Mel will talk about it a bit, I'm sure, but volunteering and all kinds yeah. for us is about yeah. giving some giving people a place to be part of and it feeling really cl- inclusive and kind because you, you, there's so much going on in life, right? We, we just don't know. I read something today and it was like, we just don't know. Christmas is amazing for lots of people at this time of year. And for lots of people, it's really overwhelming and really stressful and really anxiety inducing. And just if people have a place that they can feel part of a community and part of something and we can, we give that and we support that. So, um, yeah. Can you, so you, you started kind of running and getting into trail running because you were in the magazine. What were you doing in Mauritius? <laughs> it was something it was something called the Dodo Extreme Trail. Um, so Mauritius is like this tiny little island in the middle of some ocean somewhere. I don't even know where it is. That's really bad, isn't it? Um, and it was a tr- it was a trail through like this kind of forest, like tropical forest, um, up into the mountains. It was fifty k, and it took me eleven hours. That's how hilly it was. And it was yeah to the tops of these mountains. And every so often you'd see a break in the trees, and you could see the coast and the beautiful scenery it was like like wow. a Caribbean style coast um and it was just amazing it was just you just got asked to go on all these things when if you're the editor of a running magazine people are constantly like every week there's somebody saying can you go here can you go there can you cover mm-hmm. our race everybody wants you to come and and do a feature on on their race and did you see so, I know obviously you were working for the magazine and that's how you got into more trail running after kind of doing your own catch to 5k but is there a kind of I guess like do you prefer the trails to the road and is there a reason why you you've stuck to it so how yeah very much so so because my background is hiking like in the mountains backpacking um being in wild places um that's where I naturally took my running so I started like everybody else I just started like running along the pavements in a pair of jogging bottoms that when they got wet flapped and (laughs) were soggy and just like I tripped over them um it was like the time of flares so that was interesting and um and uh I just was like, why am I running along the roads? There's loads of traffic here. I'm breathing in the pollution and I'm having to stop at traffic lights. So I just veered off into Chalton Water Park because I was at uni in Manchester. So I just sort of like veered off into Chalton Water Park because that was like the biggest open green space I could see on the map. And I just decided to just head off on a path and suit through some woods along some kind of river and back out again. And it was amazing. It was so much better because the thing about trail running is it's a bit more of a whole body workout because you're balancing on the uneven terrain and it it, it's not so much of a repetitive um foot strike um and muscle usage um because on the road you're just doing the same thing again and again and again um Mm -hmm. and the impact is very hard as well on the tarmac but if you take that onto the trails your body's constantly readjusting to all these like little micro movements um as you cover the bumps and lumps in the trail so it's actually more energetic so you're burning more calories and you can eat more cake 
but also it's a less strain repetitively on your joints and your muscles so you've actually apart from if you put your foot down a rabbit hole and sprain your ankle look where you're going people um, apart from that you've got less chance of being injured if you run on trails because it's softer and all the all the different movements that you're doing god it's amazing I kind of had a question because one of the questions I was thinking about asking about that was in terms of strength training was actually, is it, is it the same for trails and sort of ultra stuff or does it, does it vary from your kind of strength training you would do for running on the road because of that balance and the rough terrain? Are there, there are things you have to do in terms of strength training you wouldn't have to do for the road? I think it would be largely similar so any strength training that you do is great and yeah. um, I know now that even the NHS um suggest that everybody should do at least 18 minutes of strength training three times a week so that's how important it is especially as you get older and uh, we just interviewed someone on my channel about that and it was really really interesting how important it is but I think in terms of trials maybe um strengthening the ankles is quite a good one to do um so like you've got your calf raises you know like get on a uh, on a step on your stairs and go up and down and up and down and if you can do also a bent legged calf um raise um single legged um that's also really good because there's two muscles in the calf the soleus and the gastrocnemius and the soleus is the one that you isolate if you bend your knee so that's a really good one to do as well that's the one I, i'm doing at the moment to rehab um my i went over on my ankle years ago and it's never been the same since um so yeah stuff like that um and yeah i suppose um a bit more core and upper body strength i think they'd be pretty similar i'm sure if you i'm not a strength and conditioning expert um but i'm sure you could pull out ones for trail ones for road ones for trail but i think all strength training is good strength training in my view just just yeah. get going and do it and the thing with strength training is to make it hard so get a really heavy weight so you can only do like eight reps if you can do like 15 20 reps easily that's not strength training that's endurance training so get a big heavy weight put some books in a backpack get it on do some squats do some lunges do some calf raises um just do eight eight three eight three or five times to, to failure till you can't do it anymore and that's strength training yeah and um and I guess like so you said that you kind of went on a run one day and then you you just veered off and went out into the trails and stuff yeah it felt like as a woman and this is what like we, we spoke about this I think I kind of touched on it and we, we spoke about this a bit last time that we were on as, as a full um as a lady special which is if you ever felt unsafe being on your own out there in the middle of nowhere and how do you overcome that because for me that's quite like even just running down the river on my own if it's going to get dark or it's cold or I mean I would never dream of doing it on my own now and I'm so lucky that I've always tend to have people to run with but how do you feel about that and how do you overcome that kind of the, the fear I guess I think um, in the actual mountains, like in the Lake District, in, in, in Wales, in Snowdonia, in Scotland, um, and to a large extent in the Peak District, in these quite sort of remote mountainous areas, I would be less scared um, of running alone or, or especially in the dark as it's, you know, winter now. Um, I am scared in woods for no reason other than superstition. I get a bit spooked in woods. Yeah. Um, but I think... I would be scared if I was to run in a city. I live in a really safe little town. It's quite a like a well-to-do kind of sleepy town. And I genuinely do feel safe running 
all over the place in my town. Um, but I know that's very much not the case for everybody. Um, and especially if I was going to do some, like, so, say, some urban trail running in Birmingham, I probably would feel safe in the day, but not in the night, probably. Um, and yeah, I just, I'm just not in those situations. But if I was, um, I don't know what I would do. Like, what do people do? I, I might just, if the moment I felt uncomfortable, I would either like sprint off. I would use my instinct I use the instinct and if I saw anyone that looked dodgy I would just run the other way immediately (laughs) and hope that I didn't follow (laughs) yeah because I know like obviously Gemma you've done some ultras haven't you and yeah well so I've only done I've done race to the stones twice so I did Mm. it once where I did it over two days so I did the Saturday 50k uh, stayed at base camp and then the Sunday 50k and then I did it again a couple of years later where I did the 100K straight through, which I found easier than doing it over two days. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved it. It was fantastic. And in some ways it was, I think I've said to you before, Sabrina, it was easier than doing a road marathon because mm-hmm. everything's at a slightly slower pace. Like you walk the hills, you know, you're not you're not going full pelt all the time. Um, you're using sort of, diff- you know, as you say, it's a whole body workout. So you're using different muscles. So it's not that repetitive um, use on one particular area of your body. And, yeah, loved it. Really okay. tempted to go again. Listening to you, Claire, I'm sort of thinking about what I'm going to do next year and I'm thinking I'm so inspired to get back out on the trails. Yes, do. And what you yeah. just said there is so important for people to hear because I think people think of like trail running and ultra running and think, oh, my God, that's going to be really hard. When actually it's so much easier. Oh, like, yeah. If you're doing, say, a half marathon or, or a road marathon, you're probably thinking of it in terms of, oh, can I get under two hours or can I get under four hours? You know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. It's pressure on yourself. I know I've just done a couple of um, sort of roadie trailie half marathons and I've put that two hour pressure on myself as well, which, you know, it's good to have a challenge. Mm. But at the same time, if you're doing like 50 miles in the mountains, uh, nobody cares what time you do it in. Mm. It's just, can I finish this race? And and that's a massive amount of freedom. And I love how you mentioned walking up the hills because mm. I just, I've been quite scared about the plans that I've got in 2023, just coming back after having Finley. I just, I, I don't I don't have that same um speed that I used to I wasn't very speedy but kind of like starting from scratch again and I just suddenly realized that ultra running should be called ultra hiking because there's so much hiking involved it's probably like for the slower people like me at the back of the pack probably like 80% actually hiking rather than running especially if it's a really long one so I really think if we rebrand ultra running as ultra hiking loads more people would do it wouldn't they we um we run for the food um, yeah and Claire you just mentioned obviously coming back from running after having um having Finley. Finley and so how have you found that like running after pregnancy has your body changed and your training and yeah how has it how has it impacted you yeah, well, that's a really interesting question because the first, right at the start, it impacted me in that I couldn't go running because I was really fit. I like ran until a month before he was born and then I was walking five miles a day and then three miles a day when I could only, could only manage the three miles a day. But I made myself do that. I was really fit when I gave birth. And then 
as soon as I gave birth, I couldn't really run because I just kept peeing myself because my pelvic floor hadn't tightened back up again. So I had to do like, well, you know, all the exercises. Mm. And now, now, even now, I can I can go on the trampoline, but not with a full bladder. So I know I really need to work on them, but I can't be bothered. So I'm just hoping that they sort themselves out. <laughs> I'm sure that's not how you should address it. But yeah, so immediately after the birth, like running was out of question. Walking was absolutely fine. Cycling, absolutely fine. Fine. Four months later, I could run around the garden and I was so thrilled. I ran around the garden five times and I was like, oh, I'm running again. And then I ran 10 times around the garden, then 20 times around the garden. And then I ran a mile around the block. And I just, again, like the couch to 5K thing, I just gradually picked it up again, walked when I needed to, ran when I could. Um, <laughs> And had lots, I planned my runs around loos that I knew of or places like with bushes where I knew I could go. So that was how I managed that. The main thing I have found after having a kid is this is just totally blooming knackered. So it's not the lack of time for fitting it in, I find. It's sometimes I'm just exhausted. So I then you come back to this ultra running is hiking because no matter how exhausted you you are you can most of the time do a little walk mm. so if you just get yourself in your running stuff and you go on a walk if you carry on walking then fine you've still got out for three three or five miles whatever but if you kind of perk yourself up with the fresh air as you get outside and you do feel like you can pop into a run then wearing that sports bra has been useful so that is my advice to anybody who's had kids and is just exhausted um yeah I see yeah I have time to fit it in because I mean if I can scroll for half an hour on Instagram or if I can watch an hour of telly of course I've got time but it's just you're just exhausted I don't know how else to describe it you get brain fog you just want to just like every every fiber of your being just wants to hit the pillow um that's been the hardest thing for me i'm finding and i, I think that's what go on, i was gonna say the beauty of running though is that you can just i mean that's why i took up running after i had children so i wasn't a runner before beforehand and like you said earlier i think i did the couch to 5k before it, it even existed mm-hmm. um but it was about finding an exercise that it it fits around the children because it's so flexible and yeah. you might be exhausted, but all you have to think about is getting your trainers on and getting out the door. You yeah. don't have to, I've got to get in the car to go to the gym or I've got to pack the swim stuff or get the bike out of the shed. It's it's a very sort of easy, easy exercise to do when you've got small children. Yeah, and you can combine it with them. Like I do park runs yeah. with Finley most Saturdays, not tomorrow because it's really cold. And also he's at my parents' house at the moment, which is why I'm able to do this. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so you can combine the running with the buggy, which you can do with biking. I have got a bike trailer as well, but they're, they're not very, very accessible and they're sort of back there. And, you know, if yeah. the roads aren't very good around where you are. It's just all a bit yeah. hit and miss. But running, you can combine with them. And also I do stuff like um, I run, I, I take him to nursery. So he's on a little balance bike now. He's nearly two and he balance bikes down to nursery. And then I put his bike, like hide it by the prams. And then I go on a run and then I pick up his bike and I walk home. So you can sort of combine it in all these yeah. ways, I find. It's so easy. So Right. My boys all play football, so that's what I used to do. Drop them off, yeah. go for a run, pick them up. Yeah, 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 perfect. Yeah, and if you're always in your running stuff, mm. like people look at you like you're a mad person. But around here in Stamford, quite a lot of people walk around in, like, yoga, leisure wear stuff. Yeah. So you take them to our place. <laughs> yeah. and, um, and where you were saying that, obviously, after having a child, that 
you, your bladder basically and um Mel I don't think you'll mind me saying because we spoke about this last time we were on that. are there any products that you found that you recommend because like because I was we would have to chat yesterday or something to Mel and Gemma and I was saying like for me the thought of going out like even forget having a child necessarily with your bladder but it's a time of the month and you're going to go out into the trails like there's so much to think about isn't there what you've got to take where are you going to go to the toilet and yeah yeah how do you yeah. do it? Oh, well, I've actually just started using a moon cup which yeah. is a, it's a menstrual cup it's made of silicon and it looks like a tulip um yeah. with a little thing yeah. a little plastic thing coming down from it so you can pull it out um so I've started using that which has been really good um it leaks a bit because well I don't know if it's just because I have quite a heavy flow some days so I tend to use it with some period pants like just like a light to moderate flow period pant and that just like gets any slight leakage that happens I would probably do that with a tampon as well but it's really cool because you can just empty it out and then um you can wipe it with a wet wipe if you want and then just pop it back in but I would always carry everything out with you whatever you're using like um uh, tissue paper even if you just go for a wee um I think I would just you know like take a nappy bag or a, or a dog poo mm-hmm. bag nappy bags probably they sometimes they get a fragranced one so that can be nicer but I would just dedicate one pocket of your little running pack to that or one pocket of your jacket to that little bag just as you would for a dog pick up its poo you, you want to like take out all your um loo paper and stuff mm-hmm. um and then the the other thing is finding places to go for me, I suppose, isn't it? I would, I'm, I'm really like, well, it, just don't look, everyone. I'm going for a wee, and I just say, don't look. It, it's your own fault if you look. Um, but obviously, not everybody is as gung ho about it. So, um, it, yeah, if, if you can take a friend to keep watch, um, that's that's good. Um, I did the um, Inca Trail a few years ago, and um, well, quite a few years ago now, walking long before I could run. I, I was very unhealthy then, but they told us to take a little Ziploc bag because obviously on Inca Trail you can't leave you leave nothing behind apart from your pr- footprints. And they said you know you had to pop everything that you used on the trail, like walking and hiking, into these Ziploc bags and get rid of them once you were finished. Yeah, that's a great tip. I'd never thought about nappy bags or. Um like dog bags and stuff so yeah that's a great great piece of advice um right shall we we're gonna go to the lightning round actually and then we'll come back and um there's loads more to talk about so have we got the lightning round intro hi claire so this is the lightning round. Don't worry, you will know all the answers to all the questions that I'm going to ask. Just first thing that pops into your head, it's all about running. So we'll get started. First one, pre-race breakfast. Porridge, always. <laughs> <laughs> that tends to be a popular answer. Um, Favourite ultra race or ultra distance? Have you got a favourite? Oh, at the moment, the Manx Mountain Marathon 50k. So 50k is my favourite ultra because it's only just an ultra, but you can still call it an ultra. <laughs> Fabulous. Um, normal pants or running pants? Oh, running pants for sure. I've got some Patagonia ones that have lasted me probably a decade and still going strong. Amazing. Um, post-race celebration drink, would it be a G&T or a Prosecco? A non-alcoholic beer for me, possibly topped up with lemonade to make it into a shandy. I stopped drinking just recently after cocktail gate. (laughs) 
my, my husband quite likes those non-alcoholic beers actually they're, they're good. good now yeah race nutrition do you go for sort of gels and those mixes or you're a real food girl a real food definitely on the ultras on the long runs but I have experienced Morton gels recently and they are the best gels I've ever had because they're not really gels they're like like a jelly thing oh right cool I might have to look out for those um shorts or skorts oh do you know what I've got a pair of squat things they they're like long like little little shorts but then they've got like a little skirt around them yeah yeah I like a squat yeah I've started to use those with the pockets and things and quite handy to pop everything into Um, favorite run brand of running bra oh um well uh panache at the moment because you can wear them all day I've got one on now and they're so comfy and then you can clip the back together into race mode and then you can you're off (laughs) oh fantastic um do you run with headphones or without headphones i run with headphones but always with these um aftershocks aeropex type headphones the bone conduction headphones so that i can hear everything as well yeah they're good for safety aren't they because you can hear i know you're out on the trails but for me when i'm out road or around the park i can hear who's coming around um definitely thinking of trails and and night running at night and things like that head torch or chest torch oh i i've only ever used a head torch um i've got yeah i've used loads of head torches in my time but no chest torch because with that you can you can find you can look at where you want to go where the chest you've got to turn your whole body (laughs) and do you prefer running the night trail or the day trail day i do like to run in the morning get it done relax for the rest of the day and do you have a bucket list sort of international ultra you would like to do? Oh, I'd really love to run the UTMB. That's the Ultra Trail of Mont Blanc. Um, but I don't know if I'd actually like to run the race because it's 100 miles and you basically I would be going through two nights of running and you can't really see the view. So I'd love to do that over six days, like 20 miles a day, that kind of thing. So that is the plan for 2024. Oh, sounds amazing. And last question, I heard you said you do park run. So park run... A flat one or a hilly one? Oh, definitely a hilly one. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. That's the end of the lightning round. Thank you. Um, Oh, God, that that was a great lightning round, actually. I was thinking about all my answers to questions. Um, Morton Gels, I'm with you. They're brilliant, but you do have to take out a new mortgage because they are more expensive. I'm just working my way through all the free samples that I've been sent. And then after that, I will have to consider actually buying some. (laughs) Um, I was really lucky. One of my friends works for a sports team. And I, when I did London a year ago, I got given a load of free stuff and they were incredible. But um, yeah. Um, All right. So you kind of started to touch upon it in uh, all of you, well, in the lightning round. But I'd like to have a think, like, like to talk to you actually about, what's been really good this year and then about next year as well so if you had to think back obviously looking back at the last year um what's been your kind of your achievement or the thing you look back on and go that was a a great thing that's that you're really pleased with so yeah let's start with you um I enjoyed Edinburgh I had a really (laughs) lovely time in Edinburgh I know some of you didn't but I really I just enjoyed it it was a great I had a good run. Um, it wasn't my fastest, but I just just smiled all the way around. But I think for me, it was the my um, 
volunteered at the London Marathon. It was my first volunteering experience and it was just the best, best day. Um, not only was it just really, really good fun being with the 40 team, um, but just supporting those other runners. And especially London, when you can't have your friends and family at the start line, at the start area, there's a lot of runners there that are on their own and it might be their first marathon. And you can see like the, the anxiety on their face and just being able to kind of calm their nerves and give them that sort of that last little bit of support. Um, it was really rewarding. And I'm definitely, definitely going to be doing some more volunteering next year. So that definitely was the highlight for me, I think, this year. Go on, Mel. Um, so my running has been a bit pants this year, if I kind of sum that up, just because I did London Marathon the year before, rested a bit, got cons into uh, running up and down Snowdon, always a lot of walking up and running yes. down and, and messed money up a bit. And it's just been, I think, that sort of down thing from having done London. So my big highlight has been, I think, the volunteering. I've done every London Marathon event. So I've done the big half. We've done the vitality um and the the London Marathon as well just supporting um runners and that has just been so lovely to give back um this year and just like Gemma said that opportunity you know seeing seeing other 40s who at the start line because they didn't have family there just sort of like calming their nerves down you know saying look I did it last year if I can get round you can get round um was was absolutely fantastic and I just enjoyed the volunteering so much and I'm hoping that I'm, I'm up to my 91 I think it is of parkrun volunteers so I've got a few to go so hopefully breaking into the beginning of next year I will be wearing that 100 volunteer t-shirt so we're getting there. That is incredible to volunteer nearly mm. times is there's one thing getting up and going out for a run right which we know is it's hard especially at this time of the year when it's cold and it's dark and everything else but to get up and give your time back to to other people um, to help them, whether it be at park run volunteering, whether it be at these events, I think is a is a huge achievement. Um, and just yeah, what a lovely thing to do. So, um, and Claire, actually, just something before we get to kind of what's been the highlight of your year, um, Mel just touched on something which was obviously running up and down Snowdon, um, and you obviously do a lot of hills. Running downhill can be really difficult, and can hurt actually your knees and your ankles and all sorts. <laughs> Have you got any tips for that coming downhill? Yeah, definitely. Um, if it's hurting, it might be because you're not relaxing enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's good to sort of let yourself go a little bit and kind of go with the flow when you go downhill. Um, so I would advise looking um, probably about kind of two metres in front of you. You might find that you kind of like concentrated really hard and hunched up with your shoulders like that and looking right down at your feet. Your feet will actually remember what they're doing, um, even if you've looked at it, you know, two metres ahead. So keep looking ahead, look look far up the trail and then a bit closer towards your feet kind of like one meter two meters away and sort of keep adjusting your gaze like that and your feet will remember and it will help you to pick a a better line um and just relax as well um just um kind of just a bit like a ballerina kind of glide down the hill um and if it's too steep you can always put in some zigzags of your own making a bit like skiing left and right um and if you do feel like you're 
really tensing up just slow down and just stop and just go and just kind of scrunch up your shoulders and then let it all go because then you'll realize what was tense and what was not tense um and and just try to enjoy it a little bit you can actually practice running downhill if you find a really nice um easy grassy slope practice letting yourself go and relaxing on that grassy slope yeah. because it doesn't matter if you fall over on the grass it's when the rocks come that that is <laughs> a bit more painful um but yeah, yeah, just just um, go with the flow. And it's it's good probably that I find that if you've got a, a good pair of trail running shoes, that can help with going downhill because um, you need to have a shoe which is quite grippy so that if there's muddy patches and things like that, you won't just go skating and that gives you m- much more confidence. So if you get yourself a kind of a grippy pair of trail running shoes, um, then you'll feel a lot more confident in going downhill with ease. Yeah. Some great advice because I think... Everybody, when they think about running um, hills, everyone concentrates on actually how am I going to get up the hill rather than how am I going to get down the hill safely as well. We all worry about getting up the hill and how am I going to do that? And it's going to be awful, but coming down is is just as important. um, Yeah, definitely. You can pick off a lot of people in the race if you're quite good with your downhill, if you're quite confident. Yeah. Um, Cool. And so I guess for you, Claire, what what was 2022 look like and what was the highlight for you? Oh, well, the highlight for me was the Rutland Water Half Marathon, because I just really enjoyed it. Like Gemma and Mel were saying that they had such good experiences and really enjoyed themselves at at certain races that they did last year. Um, I'm not as nice as them. I've I've volunteered for like zero events. (laughs) But I am going to marshal at our races Valentine's 30k here in Stamford in February. So I will be doing that. I'm not a total Scrooge. Um, So yeah, I really enjoyed that race because it was an out and back um it was it was a really funny one it you, you start in at start and then you go out and back one way and then you go out and back the other way as well so you pass the start a few times and there's people cheering but you could see everybody running you know all the elites came towards you and then as you were going out and back the other way all the the slower marathon runners were coming towards you and I was just because I get really excited in races and I hadn't done one for ages it was like my first actual proper race that I trained for since yeah. Finley was born and so I just started going oh hi 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 to like everyone I must have been like really weird and annoying some people were like "Mm." but most people were like oh hi thank you like that and it was it was just really nice to to see everyone there and I got under two hours even though it's really hilly I got under two hours by about five seconds or 15 I think it was 15 seconds so I was just really really proud and I got back home I was like to to my husband uh, Finley was napping and my husband I just just was like oh my god and then this happened and then this happened and then this happened he was like oh oh, okay (laughs) like full full assault hyperactive Claire because I just got such a high because when you do running all the time you don't get that runner's high all the time or I don't I only get it when I really push myself and and that was I did really push myself I made a real effort but I also found it really enjoyable so I was just really I just loved that (laughs) That's great. Um, and we've had a question coming, actually, from Robert Smith, which is uh, on the screen. He says, after three kids, my wife started running again, which is amazing. Um, and he said that she's complained of a nagging hip pain. She wanted to know if any of the ladies have had any experience with this. So just before we answer that, I just want to be clear, none of us are doctors. So <laughs> I would say, um, please do go and go and get checked by a medical professional, obviously. But um, guys that have had... You guys will all have children, but have any of you had that hip pain or ever experienced anything like that? I haven't, but my hubby has 
So mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessarily a ladies thing. And I think with anything, wherever you feel the pain, often it's usually something else that's in a different area that's causing it. So it's really, really important to go and see a physio to find out what the actual causes because it's going to be some kind of imbalance somewhere or you're putting stress on a different joint that then is putting the focus on the hip and that's what he's found out when he's had his hip issues it's always been somewhere else in his body that's caused that yeah yeah it could be a tightness somewhere couldn't it um yeah yeah I have I do if I run a long way um I do so like in the past I have suffered with pain as if somebody is sticking a hot poker into either side of my outer hip I think that's more to do with probably the glute muscles than anything else but I haven't had anything sort of different after pregnancy so I would like Mel said definitely get it checked out by a physio and if you can go to like a specialist um ladies physio um I got checked out by um a specialist woman's physio after giving birth and you know they check like everything to do with the female anatomy in that area so that could be worth getting like a mummy MOT or something. Yeah, some great advice. And I think also, you know, if she has just started running again after having children, she had a bit, quite a bit of time off. Like I say, it could just be that tightness of where things haven't been moving for so long. I mean, I know I had a bit of hip um, hip niggle back in January. Yeah. And I think that was just from, and it wasn't, I don't think anything to do with me having children because my children are a lot, a lot older now. But um, I think it was... I think it was actually a lapped race that we'd done um, that had a downhill section. I probably went a little bit too fast down that downhill and just, you know, just kind of say I was probably tight in the glutes and it just put things a little bit out of the line. But, yeah, definitely get it checked out. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, thank you. That's um, great advice on that, actually. Um, And also, I just wanted to answer something because this made me laugh when it came up. Someone said, admin is a unique name. Where does it come from? It's not my name. My name's Sabrina. (laughs) Um, it's a nickname that I got from Chris and the guys because I spend probably 98 of my 98 percent of the time I'm with them organizing them and doing admin stuff so it's a nickname in case anyone wonders why it says that but everyone that um people that know me in this community now will know me as that because I think they've all forgotten my actual name um (laughs) anyway so um obviously some great stuff there last year and I guess looking we're at that time now where we go right okay what does next year start to look like because the race season starts to come up again quickly and all the big events and whether there's ultras and or marathons and halves and, and all of that kind of stuff but what are you guys looking forward to next year what's the what are you thinking about doing and what are you what are you excited about so Mel let's start with you uh, well, obviously, I'm really excited about the start of the year and my birthday week, I'm going to call it. We're starting it with uh, the Great Yarmouth trip, which is going to be fantastic to do the uh, one of the hardest park runs in the hardest month, which uh, Carolyn and Hayden and that have all been organising. So it's going to be so many of us boardies there. Um, no, sorry. Just going to tell Claire and anyone that doesn't know. So we are going to, well, the club is going, um, and as Mel said, they've been organising. I think there's some coaches going. But um, yeah. to Great Yarmouth Park Run on the 14th of Jan, that's right, isn't it? Saturday, yeah. Which is on a beach in the freezing cold, and the guys are heading down there to run 5K. So, Claire, if you are free and fancy coming to Great Yarmouth on the 14th of Jan. I'm just Googling where Great Yarmouth is. <laughs> It's on the coast, isn't it? But sorry, Mel, for being interrupting. Near Norwich. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so looking forward to that. And some people are going to come in and um, I think 
uh, have a bit of a dip in the sea as well, apparently. Not for me, but I will be in my dry robe anyway. And then obviously we've got the running show at the end, at the other end of that week. Yeah, I'm going to take Carl's credit card and get him to buy my birthday present. So I'm going to be going around checking out all the best deals, the freebies, and obviously taking part in the shakeout run, which is going to be yes. fantastic. It's going to be so good if we get so many forties. That would just be such a fun thing to do. So really yeah. excited about those, um, and obviously lots of the volunteering. The other thing I'm looking forward to is in the summer, um, we um, this group of us girlies from the forties who've over the few years have done the beat the boat down at windsor and it's just run by a little local running club down there and um they have um it's a there's beer and prosecco stops along the way Mm. i have to say the first year i did it i was feeling so sick i didn't have any of the beer or prosecco and i was like i hate trail i hate trail i'm never doing trail again ever ever (laughs) sign ups come for the next one yes up We do it in costume. We have so the first year we went as pirates and we've been the poster girls for it. Last year we were sailors and this year we're going mermaids. So um, watch out for those shells printed out on running tops and the all the uh, various tickaboo mermaid shorts that are out there are being bought up by us, ready to be able to wear. So that should be really really fun and we're hoping to get as many, not just our normal group of ladies, but anybody from the 4D community wants to come and join us down at Windsor for that. Be amazing and it's not it's not an expensive race and it's you can get bring your family down they can get on a boat and um they, they what the whole thing is the boat goes off and you have to get, get back you say what time roughly you'll do and you have to get in before the boat gets back unfortunately all the boats always beat me but you know it's all about the fun of it and being with the community it's yeah. such a fun event yeah who cares about the boat it's about doing something no, beer on the way round yeah. Um, and Gemma, what about you? I know you said you're still thinking about next year, but what are you yeah. thinking? I do every year. I'd normally do a marathon, a road marathon somewhere, and I don't know. I think I've done twelve now. I'm not. I'm still not feeling it yet. We'll see. Twelve is incredible. Can yeah, I just say that you say it's so like in this like really yeah. twelve now, and I'm like twelve. Yeah, but it's it's all relative, isn't it? Some people have done over a hundred and things but it's I don't know I don't know if I want to that badly I'm yeah. sure when I sort of see everyone start training um yeah for Manchester thanks Chris okay. <laughs> um I've done Manchester though um I just feel like I want to do something different and I have done an ultra before but I think you know that was a while ago so maybe do I do do a different one um or just yeah some trail running I'm really looking forward to like Mel said I'll be joining the uh Great Yarmouth Massive in January. And like Mel, it's my birthday weekend as well. So really looking forward to that. And doing lots more different park runs. Hopefully completing the Alphabet Challenge. I should also get my 250th park run done next year as well. I think in the summer. Yeah. All going well. So, yeah, we'll see. I'm also possibly thinking about doing a like a 24-hour event, but doing it solo. Yeah. And just seeing how much mileage I can cover. Yeah. For those of you that don't know Gemma as well as I do, Gemma's an absolute machine, by the way, right? She will just keep going and she talks the whole way. I find small runs with Gemma and I'm like, I'm done now. Like, this is just, you know, when you hit that wall and you're just like, this is awful, right? At mile 17 and I'm like, I just don't want to do anymore. And Gemma's like plodding along next to you, smiling their face, like, oh, we're nearly there. It's fine. And I'm like, how have you still got this energy? It doesn't matter how long the run is what pace you're going Gemma will just go at the pace 
and she would just carry on. So I think you'll be incredible at a 24 hour one because I think that you'll just get into your own kind of like, okay, I'll just go again, I'll go again. But also, I remember having a coaching call with Chris earlier this year. And um, even though I'm a, a qualified coach, I still get someone else to coach me. And he said, you just need to be a bit more like Gemma. Gemma doesn't know about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. Because I worry so much. And Gemma just goes, well, it is what it is. But you know what? All my I've ne- Time has never been my goal. I've never been that kind of outcome, outcome-based. outcome It's always been about enjoying the run, enjoying the process. I, like, I don't necessarily want to do a marathon again, but I don't mind training for a marathon, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, so and as I, in all my my personal best have all come come on days where I've just run and it's just happened. Yeah. So yeah, don't worry, it's all just running. <laughs> um and Claire, what about you? What does next year what does next year uh, have? Well, like? hopefully seeing Gemma at a trail event. <laughs> um yeah, why why don't you do a trail marathon, Gemma? Like, Where would you suggest? Marathon. Um, well, come to the Isle of Man and do 30 miles in the Isle of Man with me on the Manx Mountain Marathon. <laughs> That's a really good one. Or you could try some of the races that I first started trail running at, which is the Lakeland Trails. Um, they're in the Lake District and they do anything from like 10 miles, but there's also um, half marathons, marathons and there's an ultra as well. Maverick races are also really good. Um, I would recommend those. Endurance Life races are also really good. Lots of different distances they have. Um, yeah, so any of those um, I would recommend. Yeah, be cool. Excellent. My husband um, does a lot of wild camping in the Lake District, so maybe oh, I can uh, nice. team up with that. Yeah, that would be great. They're really family-friendly, the Lakeland Trails events as well. They've got bouncy castles, ice cream, um, and drumming bands at the end and the start. It's really, really good atmosphere. I'm sold at ice cream. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> no interest in doing that. But if there's an ice cream van there, that sounds yeah. more interesting. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they had the van and I just had to run behind it to get my ice cream I do <laughs> Or maybe a volley squad there by the ice cream van. Yes. There we go. Now we've got it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, yeah. um, And I guess the other thing that I was going to ask is, obviously, it is Christmas in just over a week, isn't it? Which is mad. Um, Because it just, I can't believe we've got to Christmas. It's another year that's just flown by. But what's um, what's on your running wish list? For Christmas Ooh. who wants to go first Mel you must have some stuff because you're already eyeing up the national running show so go on. <laughs> I've, gone, I've gone for but shh, I hope I hope Carl's not watching the rerun of this um we've got I've updated our um uh running best things the um oh the, the hydration vest that yeah but not the not the full-on hydration vest the one uh the one that flips down free train that's the one so we've gone I've got got us we've got the normal flip down ones because they're great just for running around the roads locally but I've gone for the zip up one in the um night stuff with the little thing there so we've got got one of those but the other thing we've gone actually we've gone slightly off running we've got we've gone for the bike stand for changing things because it's ride 100 next year so we've signed up because we're chasing that uh, London Classics so I've got to get on my bike next year. So I'm actually more bike stuff than running stuff this year, but I will be looking for extra little bits. But the free train vest would be good. Yeah, I quite I want one of those actually. Um and the ride one hundred have you done the serpentine already or is that next then once you've done this? 
that's the next thing. Um, we obviously we would love to be able to get it in next year, but because obviously with the Queen's funeral and everything, and the fact that it got cancelled yeah year means everyone's going to be rolling over so it's going to be quite hard it'd be really nice to do it within the year um but we'll see if not we'll do it the following year i mean we've already got the dry robes yeah (laughs) i did wonder i do have my three mile badge from when i was 13 years old and did swimming at school so i I did wonder (laughs) as a a check-in yeah i've still got it yeah get the what I used to have find stitch onto my swimming costume or on a towel and stuff definitely get that out and yeah trade that in and Gemma what about you what's on your running wish list what you ask what would you want well we still kind of agreed this year we're not really doing presents although I think my husband's bought himself a coffee machine so we'll see about that (laughs) yeah I'm trying not to I've got so much stuff I don't need but now I'm thinking maybe I need to get myself a new pair of trail running shoes so I think that's on the list yeah, well, if you're going to do uh, the Lake District or wherever it is with Claire, who's doing loads of them next year, you're going to need a pair of those. So, yeah. And Claire, what about you? What would be your one thing on the wish list? Um, well, I, I test gear. So, I like, every day is Christmas Day for me because there's always something at the door, like a pair of shoes, like those the ones behind me that I need to test. Um, but I need to sort out my shoes this year. Um, because I want to do a couple of 50Ks and then potentially 100 miles. I've not done a 100-mile race before. I've got my eye on the Montane Lakeland 100. Um, So it's a bit of a big one for a first one, but I just thought, it's a hike. I could just do a hike. And then I really quite fancy the Dragon's Back race, but the the hatchling version, which is the half, you just do half of whatever it is a day, so it's like 20 miles a day. And I've kind of worked out that if I'm fully fit, 20 miles a day is quite you know it's like a, quite a doable thing and it's enjoyable it's a challenge that's enjoyable for me so I need to get my shoes sorted for that because I've got really wide feet so I've been using ultras you know with the dedicated wide fit yeah. but there's zero drop which means like there's there's no difference from heel to toe most shoes running shoes have a bit of a stack under the heel um and there's no difference there's padding yeah. but no difference so um yeah it's just really um trying to find trying to work out if I can use zero drop shoes or maybe put an insert in those ultra shoes or just are they going to be okay for doing all this like high mileage so I'm, I'm trying basically I've got a talk with my coach because like you I'm a qualified running coach but I, yeah. I have a coach as well so I'm going to talk to my coach in early January just ask him whether all these races is too much for one year and also ask him what amount of what little training can I get away with how what's the <laughs> least I can do to, <laughs> to get yeah. around races in the allotted time because that's all I want to do I, I want to enjoy them and I was thinking about the, some races that I've DNF'd in the past I, I need to make a list actually of all the reasons why and the main reason was pain like I had really bad foot pain because my little toe was being squished under my other toes so I need to buy a bigger pair of shoes and nail my footwear choice um and yeah and just work out what footwear I need because yeah. that's that was the main thing it was the, the feet that hurt the blisters yeah and how did that when you dnf how did that feel like mentally how did you overcome that going to the next i cried it was the cape wrath ultra so it was 250 miles over eight days in scotland so i did the first four days and the last day the fourth day was really hard it was like 20 miles the first day 35 
35 miles the second day, 42 miles the third day, and then 22 miles for the fourth day for a rest. And I had such bad blisters in between my toes because my feet had massively swollen up. And I just really wasn't enjoying it. And like, if my life had depended on it, I could have continued. If somebody else that I loved's life depended on it, I could have continued. But I just thought, no, this is ridiculous. I don't want to see the world in this way. I don't want to be moaning to the person I'm with about my pain whilst there's this beautiful scenery all around me. That's really ungrateful I don't have to be here I'm not a refugee fleeing persecution I should just quit and have I had three days off got my feet sorted out and then I did the last day and so I walked all the way from this amazing beach called Sandwood Bay that you can only get to by walking it's a couple of miles away from the nearest town you can't drive there so walked all the way across this beach over this really undulating coastline to Cape Wrath which is the far northwesterly point of Scotland and that was the bit that I really wanted to do so for me I had a really great time on the race but it took me actually a year to edit the film about the race because I felt ashamed for DNFing and there's stuff on my YouTube channel about the Cape Wrath Ultra I've called the film how not to do the Cape Wrath Ultra and yeah I've done like little presentations about it and how DNF it it shouldn't be called did not finish it it should be called did not fail because you learn the most when you DNF stuff and like so many ultra runners DNF like if they have stomach problems and aren't going to be competitive they drop out because they don't want to tire themselves out on a race where you know they they don't they're not going to be on the podium so why should we be ashamed if we dnf the odd race um i I still had a really nice time from my point of view but it was really gutting not to get like a big medal at the end there was a big ceremony and everyone got to go up on the stage and get their medals and i was sat there like well done everyone uh really great really glad for you (laughs) but yeah so that's why i'm going to do the dragon's back hatchling which is the half version because i think that doing half of that cape breath ultra experience would have been good for me personally yeah yeah well amazing and good luck with that um we have um we've hit an hour which is mad because it just doesn't feel like we've been here very long but um so i will wrap up but i wanted to say thank you very much Gemma. now obviously lovely to have you on again and claire for joining us um do you want to give a shout out to your um your socials as well just before we we go my socials oh yes of course and I want to do a shout out to Tadwes Campwell who is watching now and he's just written hi Claire or he or she I don't know um, they (laughs) I don't know what that name is I've never heard of it before um but yes yes hi to you Tad Uh, it's great to see you watching live on 4D's running channel too but mine is wild ginger running so just if you want to know like anything about gear um I've written a book as well. It's called The Ultimate Trail Running Handbook. So you can always buy that to find out more about trail running. And But if you want to know more about trail running um, and ultra running, um, and you want to know more about gear, like head torches, waterproofs, um, backpacks, that kind of thing, just Google yeah. Wild Ginger Running Backpacks. And it should come up with like all the films that I've done on it. Um, so my channel is called Wild Ginger Running. Instagram's Wild Ginger Running. Everything's Wild Ginger Running. <laughs> Google it. It should come up. It's like a million yeah. films now. <laughs> Thank you. Well, look, thank you so much for joining us and for being on um, this evening. Um, obviously, thank you again to Sketchers for sponsoring us. Uh, thank you again to the boys for letting us uh, take over again, which has been great. Um, and also just a shout out to say, if you want to contact us, like I said at the beginning, 40runs.com forward slash long run to get in contact with us. Um, and also... Uh, obviously the running community so please do join that on Facebook and there is a uh, long run uh, uh, page on Facebook now as well and Instagram so guys do um, do click follow um, on those as well 
Um, next week there is a uh, we've pre-recorded actually because it's the night before Christmas Eve and uh, people are all over the place. So we're going to be doing a look back at. 2022 with the boys um, which is brilliant so do uh, have a watch of that please do listen on all of the usual channels so spotify apple amazon all of that it will be up there later this evening um, and ladies we will see you again soon so thanks very much The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.